3 a.m. Tales of Terror contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of 3 a.m. Tales of Terror. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your co-host, Kenny. Still. I hope you guys still like him. What do you mean, still? You I don't know. You me? No. I, I don't think I can. I mean, you kind of run out of people, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that is fair. I was the last resort. Yeah. And you didn't even want to do this with me to begin with. I was supposed to do this podcast by myself. Yeah, but you can't do anything alone, I found, so. Yeah, well. I'm needy. Like kitty cat. I need to have, like, a, like somebody to talk to that I can actually see. So, okay. Um, this episode, we're going to be telling you the story of La Llorona. And so we're going to tell you, like, her background, like, where her, where she came from. The I think there's, like, two stories of possibilities of where she came from and then there's like five or six uh possible encounter tales that we have of people possibly seeing her so it's not a lot but it's something and it's la llorona and there's not a lot of spanish in here so hopefully i think it's literally just her name yeah so i don't mess it up because i suck at languages other than german (sighs) do not do your german voice (laughs) <laughs> you want <laughs> <laughs> the beer fest German voice or the real German voice? Oh my God. <laughs> I won't do it. We'll I bet it. if you did the beer fest one, people would laugh. I mean, you know, we'll save that for a German episode. Don't worry. I can find a story in Germany. Let's do it. Okay, I'll do that. They, they have a pretty messed up history, I've heard. Don't know a lot. Stop. I know they have a pretty messed up history. Stop. And, of course, we also have Eli in here, because, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Look what you've done. Do not do not get him wound up. Bruh, I'm not trying to. <laughs> okay. okay. The Legend of La Llorona, Spanish for the Weeping Woman, has been part of the Southwest Hispanic culture since the Conquistador days. The tall, thin spirit is said to be blessed with natural beauty and long-flowing black hair. She wears a white gown and roams the rivers and creeks, wailing into the night and searching for children to drag, screaming to a watery grave. No one knows when the legend of La Llorona began or where it originated. Though though the tales vary from source to source, the common thread is that she is the spirit of a doomed mother who drowned her children and spent eternity searching for them in rivers and lakes. La Llorona, christened Maria, was born to a peasant family in a humble village. Her startling beauty captured the attention of the area's rich and poor men. She was said to have spent her days in her humble peasant surroundings, but she would don her best white gown in the evenings and thrill the men who admired her in the local fandangos. The young men anxiously waited for her arrival, and she reveled in the attention that she received. However, La Llorona had two small sons who made it difficult for her to spend her evenings out, and she often left them alone while she cavorted with the gentlemen during the evenings. One day, the two small boys were found drowned in the river. Some say they drowned through her neglect, but others say they may have died by her own hand. 
Another legend says that La Llorona was a caring woman full of life and love who married a wealthy man who lavished her with gifts and attention. However, after she bore him two sons, he changed, returning to a life of womanizing and alcohol, often leaving her for months at a time. He seemingly no longer cared for the beautiful Maria, even talking about leaving her to marry a woman of his own wealthy class. When he did return home, it was only to visit his children, and the devastated Maria began to feel resentment toward the boys. One evening, as Maria was strolling with her two children on a shady pathway near the river, her husband came by in a carriage with an elegant lady beside him. He stopped and spoke to his children but ignored Maria and then drove the carriage down the road without looking back. After seeing this, Maria went into a terrible rage, and turning against her children, she seized them and threw them into the river. As they disappeared downstream, she realized what she had done and ran down the bank to save them. But it was too late. Maria broke down into inconsolable grief, running down the streets, screaming and wailing. The beautiful La Llorona mourned them day and night. During this time, she would not eat and walked along the river in her white gown, searching for her boys, hoping they would return to her. She cried endlessly as she roamed the riverbanks, and her gown became soiled and torn. When she refused to eat, she grew thinner and appeared taller until she looked like a walking skeleton. Still a young woman, she finally died on the riverbanks. I mean, I would feel bad if she if they didn't die at her hand, right? Like if she didn't actually kill them. But if she did kill them, and then she's acting like that, and she's like, you know, what did I do? I did something wrong. That feels like a personality disorder to me. <laughs> like, you know. Well, I mean, obviously she had image issues. Yeah. And took out all her resentment for her ex-husband, soon-to-be ex-husband. Probably. Wanted to be ex-husband <clears throat> on the children. Well, her husband, I don't, it didn't say that they ever got divorced, but it, her husband, who obviously didn't want to have anything to do with kids. Right. And then left her pretty much to go out and drink and sleep with a bunch of women and left her at home with the kids that she probably in turn started to resent. So Sounds like that bachelor life, though. <laughs> okay. Not long after her death, her restless spirit began to appear, walking the banks of the Santa Fe River when darkness fell. Her weeping and wailing became a curse of the night, and people began to be afraid to go out after dark. She was said to have been seen drifting between the trees along the shoreline or floating on the current with her long white gown spread out upon the waters. On many a dark night, people would see her walking along the riverbank and crying for her children. And so they no longer spoke of her as Maria, but as La Llorona, the weeping woman. Children are warned not to go out in the dark, for La Llorona might snatch them, throwing them to their deaths in the flowing waters. Though the legends vary, the apparition is said to act without hesitation or mercy. The tales of her cruelty depend on the version of the legend you hear. Some say that she kills indiscriminately, taking men, women, and children, whoever is foolish enough to get close enough to her. Others say she's very barbaric and kills only children, dragging them screaming to a watery grave. When Patricio Lugan was a boy... He and his family saw her on a creek between Mora and Guadalupe. No, Guadalupita? Gu- Guadalupita. Guadalupita. Okay. Guadalupita. <laughs> on a creek between Mora and Guadalupita, New Mexico. As the family was sitting outside talking, they saw a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. She then seemed to float over the water, started up the hill, and vanished. However, moments later, she reappeared much closer to them and disappeared again. The family looked for footprints, and finding none, did not doubt that the woman they had seen was La Llorona. Okay. 
I need you to edit this out because I'm asking a question, you know, like legitimately. So if I disagree with this theory because it's so far-fetched, do I just say that at the end? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Cool. Just saying. Okay, but why do you disagree with it? Because, okay, so if she, the ghost. Yes. Her. No, because see, this is why, this is the whole point of a podcast. And, okay, the whole point of doing a paranormal podcast is to delve into the fact of whether or not something may or may not be true. Okay, so this is not true, obviously, because (laughs) if the backstory of her is she walks up and down the river Mm -hmm. looking for her boy so they come back, why would she then throw other random people into the river? Because obviously, if she is now an apparition, which most of the time it's because they have unfinished business or they're being tormented, obviously... She would not go and throw other people, children, themselves, or whoever, into a river. Why would she do that? That doesn't make any sense. I mean... It's not adding up. I mean, maybe... I think I think the theory is, if you ask me, is she sees other children with their families and is... In her death, she can't be with her family. She can't be with her boys because she either killed them or they died. So she takes other children away from their family so that they have to live without them as she has to live without her. But with a vengeful spirit, wouldn't it make more sense for her to either go after the husband? I could see the husband, you know, the resentment for the husband of, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Sometimes she does go after men, women, and children. But going after the children doesn't make any sense or the women. I feel like with how she was treated, Mm -hmm. she would feel bad for the woman. Whether she's being treated fine or not, it doesn't matter because, you know, ghost would go after the husband and would never touch the children. I don't know. I feel like it has something to do with she wants people to feel the sadness that she feels because she lost her children. Whether she killed them or not, she lost her children. I get that. So she do- she she sees other children happy with their families and she wants to take them away so that those parents also feel her sadness that and she had to live with. It doesn't make any sense that she's found at different rivers. Ghosts don't do that. I know. So you're telling me we're in North Carolina. Oh, my God. So you're telling me I can go to No Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I can see La Llorona, and if I get clo- too close to her, she's going to throw my big ass in the river? I mean... No. I mean, it's... No. See, this is why. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Ruined it. Sorry. Logic. Logic kills all. My bad. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Let's keep reading. So this is why I asked because I don't... I'm a logical person. That's why horror movies don't scare me. That's why nothing really scares me. It's too logical. Because I'm just telling you right now, a malnourished ghost is not pulling my big ass into a river. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't happening. (laughs) I mean, she could have, you know, that, that strength. That strength. That strength? Yeah. She didn't have it when her husband was, was cheating on her, did she? <laughs> well, if she killed her kids, she did. A 12-year-old? I mean, she had to hold them. They, anybody, I don't think it matters unless you're like a baby baby. I don't think if you're being held underwater, you're going to fight. It's like being held underneath a pillow. Like you're going to no, fight. No, no, no. It doesn't say that she held them under the water by her own she, hands, which means she tossed their ass in the river. And then obviously being young boys, they probably just drowned in the river current and took them away. And then she was like, oh, okay, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Let me go get them. And then it was too late. I don't know. I don't know what river she... What did, what did it say? What river she threw them in? No. 
Yeah, the Santa Fe River. Well, that's where they see her, so that maybe that's where she threw him, or they drowned. It's all it's 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 all um, hypothetical. I don't I don't know. Not hypothetical. I, I don't know what the word is. So she either drowned them or she threw them in there. And maybe they think they see her at different rivers because you know it's like a delta or something like that, and it kind of veers off. But that's really that's really pulling it, man. That's like saying a ghost that haunts this clock tower could haunt any clock tower. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I mean, you could always just cut that section and put it at the end. I don't want to, like, ruin the fucking story with no. logic in the middle of it. No, it's fine. It'd be all right. I think it'll be okay. I think people will think, oh. Because, also, when I'm listening to a story, like, I was listening to Scared to Death earlier. <laughs> I was listening to Scared to Death earlier, and... Sometimes when I listen to like paranormal podcasts and stuff like that, I also have these thought processes of processes, thought processes of like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what if it's not true? And what if it is? So I think it's okay. I think people will be okay. I mean, they wrote a song about her, so. Apparently Uh, there's a movie. There's a movie too. Yeah. Remember we tried to watch it. It was ass. Which one? It was one of the the Par- uh, paranormal activity movies. Nope, nope. It was uh, the Conjuring movies. The Conjuring movies. Which one was it? I think it was the Conjuring La Llorona. No, that's not what it was called. Is it not? No. Hold on, we have the power of the internet. It. Oh my god. Conjuring movie with La Llorona in it. It's like the curse of something. The curse of La Lorna. La Lorna. But it's like so slightly based off of La Llorona. I think. Yeah, if it wasn't a Conjuring movie, it would be decent. God, it was such an awful movie. We tried to watch all the Conjuring movies in uh, oh, right. chronological order. Yeah, it was not great. And we skipped that one. We I think we watched like ten minutes of that, and we were like, mm, "No, we're good, thank you." <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think people will be okay with like talking things through because it can make more sense to people. Okay. She has been seen along many rivers across the Southwest, and the legend has become part of Hispanic culture everywhere. Part of the legend is that those who do not treat their families well will see her, and she will teach them a lesson. Another story involved a man by the name of Epifanio Garcia, who was an outspoken boy who often argued with his mother and his father. After a heated argument, Epifanio and his brothers, Carlos and Augustine, decided to leave their ranch in Ojo de la Vaca. Dude, I got a C in Spanish in high school. It's it's Ojo de la Vaca. They wouldn't let me take German. He can't he can't do the he can't roll his R's like I can. No. No. Like he loves when I do the oh I I can do that. He can't do that. I can't do it. I can't roll my R's, man. To head toward the Villa Real de Santa Fe. However, when they were along their way, they were visited by a tall woman wearing a black tapello. Tepelo? Tapelo? Tapelo? And a black net over her face. I think I think so I looked it up because I, I didn't know I didn't know what this word was. And I think it has something to do with like it I, when you look up tapelo meaning it's something to do with like prayer. So I think it's just like a veil like or something. Like what they wear like nunneries and stuff like right. that. Right. Okay. Two of the boys were riding in front of the wagon when the spirit appeared on the seat between them. She was silent and continued to sit there until Epiphanio finally turned the horses around and headed back home, at which time she said, I will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother. 
In Santa Fe, New Mexico, the tall wailing spirit has been reportedly seen in the Pira Building, Public Employees Retirement Association, built on land that was once an old Spanish Indian graveyard near the Santa Fe River. Many people who have been employed there tell of hearing cries resounding through the halls and feeling unseen hands pushing them while on the stairways. La Llorona has been heard at night wailing next to the rivers by many, and her wanderings have grown wider, following Hispanic people wherever they go. Her movements have been traced through the, throughout the southwest and as far north as Montana on the banks of the Yellowstone River. The Hispanic people believe that the weeping woman will always be with them, following the, the many rivers looking for her children. For this reason, many of them fear the dark and pass the legend from generation to generation. See, this is an urban legend. She's pretty much the Spanish Bloody Mary. So, pretty much what you said got proven, right? What you were talking about earlier? Yeah, why she would, you know, do certain things or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, which, by the way, she writes all these, so I I get to read these for the first time. Yeah. Your your theory got proven, right? Sort of, kind of, because it's like, okay, she... See, but it goes back and forth. It's like... Right, that's why I think it's all like... She's looking for her children, and then she punishes kids that argue with her parents, but then she can just throw anybody in the river, because who cares? So it's like, she's a woman. Nobody knows what's happening. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That's the logic. Oh my god. You know what? That's it. That's the fucking case closed right there. If it was a male ghost, he'd be like, hey, I'm doing this because of this. She's a woman ghost. He's like, why are you doing this? (laughs) I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why. Why are you doing this? Uh-huh. Oh or you get silence. <laughs> That's exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least there are some like male ghosts. I guess like male ghosts are like more aggressive. They like slam doors, and they're like, "This is this is what I do. They I slam doors. Do, <laughs> I slam doors, and I turn TVs on, and I throw shit across the." Yeah, and it's like, well, why are you slamming doors in the house? Well, I was bloodily massacred, and my guts were slaughtered all over the house, and I'm pissed. You know what? Fair, ghost. Fair. Her? Why are you upset? Nobody knows. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's why she wasn't eating. She didn't know what she wanted for dinner. I ruined your serious podcast. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so moving on, we're gonna get into the reader stories. Um, And that is uh, pretty much people who have uh, the encounter tales who have possibly encountered her and their stories and stuff. So, okay, this one came from Brian in Colorado in October of 2008. La Llorona woke me up once when I was camping at Indian Falls Rapids on the Yampa River in Colorado when I was 15. I walked with her to a cabin and there was a man in bed. All I saw was his foot, but when she yelled at me to run, I did. If I didn't smash my toe on a rock, I would have run off the cliff into the Indian Falls Rapids. I saw an article in this month's Mountain Gazette about her and looked her up on the internet. My experience was 21 years ago. So... See, now she's leading people to their deaths. What is it? I don't know. What is it? 
Oh my god. Okay, this one, uh, this is the next one. It's a Kansas tale. While working as a copy editor for a newspaper recently, I discovered a wire story about La Llorona. That brought back memories of what happened to me while I was a student at Kansas State University in the early 1980s in Manhattan, Kansas, and led me to read more about the legend. One evening, I went to a mobile home that I seem to remember being near a creek or river to visit a couple of my friends who were also attending K-State. As I entered the door, I found them sitting on the sofa, somewhat freaked out. They explained that one of the bar stools had been spinning and hopping around just moments earlier. As they were Mexican-Americans, they wondered whether La Llorona had anything to do with that incident. They explained the legend to me as I had never heard about it before. They would invite me to stay the night in a spare bedroom, which I did. Later in that night, a woman appeared to me, lying beside me in bed, and asked if I knew where her children were. While I may have been dreaming, it seemed that I was half awake. Then I fully awoke and looked up toward the doorway, just in time to see a dark figure seemingly looking at me and then quickly ducking back out the doorway. Right then, that left me too scared to go check and see if that was one of my friends checking in on me, perhaps to see why I was talking in my sleep or something. I went back to sleep and waited till until the morning to ask them if either one of them had looked in my room during the night. Neither one did. So to this day, I do not know whether I really did experience a supernatural visit or if my dream and mind played tricks on me. And that was submitted by somebody who withheld their name and the city they're from, but it was in 2006. See, that one, I don't know about that one, because that one didn't take it near any water. At least the other one did. And he heard no cries. Yeah. No weeping, no wailing. It's just a woman who asked for her children, so. Yeah, and it doesn't... And he said it was at a can- like Kansas State University. Yeah, which means he's a grown man. That, and I wouldn't have assumed... Well, they they are a grown person. Excuse me. I don't yeah, think they say they're a dude n- or not. No. They don't say uh, their name or where or the city that they're from. I mean, obviously, they put... The, I mean, they were in school in Manhattan, Kansas. That's all, they, that's all it is, but... Okay, yeah. so they're a grown person. They can vote. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, a bizarre coincidence of La Llorona. When I was in seventh grade, I had a frightening dream. I saw myself standing on the dark road with the only illumination coming from the dim street light. The ground was wet, and in the distance I could hear the sound of rain falling and the tap, tap, tapping of footsteps coming towards me. Peering into the darkness, I could see a woman dressed in all black with a dark, lacy veil covering her face, moving towards me. Strangely, as the mysterious woman grew closer, so did the rain. When the woman was about 15 feet in front of me, she looked over my shoulder. When I turned around to see what she was looking at, I saw a young child dressed in a white nightgown playing with a doll in the middle of a puddle of water. When I turned back to her, she was right in front of me. The veil was lifted, her eyes were abnormally wide, and her face was no more than three inches away from mine. Her terrifying eyes stared into mine dead on until I woke in a panic. I looked toward the window. It was raining. As you can imagine, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. The next day, I shook off the dream, and I thought nothing more about it until a year later. I spent the night with my friend Veronica, who had also invited another friend named Sarah. During the evening, Sarah, who is Hispanic, began to tell us some of Mexican culture's legends and ghost stories. When she began to tell the tale of La Llorona, I didn't think anything of it at first. Then she began to tell how the legendary spirit travels by water, dressed in all black or white, and is almost always seen wearing a veil. 
Sarah continued by telling us that La Llorona lifts her veil only to her victims, and that in their afterlife, she has chosen to help her find the bones of her lost children. Now, I constantly wonder if, in my afterlife, I will be forced to help her find the bones of her lost children. This is submitted by Tanya Appelaire of Eureka, California, November 2005. See, so so now La Llorona is a boss. <laughs> a boss? What do you mean? She can only travel by water, so now she spawns a rain cloud over her so she can move? Really? I don't know what you want from me. So you're telling me if I filled the sink with water, oh my God. La Llorona could appear in it. I mean, yeah. Because this one also doesn't say anything about a river. It's a dream now. So yeah. now she's Freddy Krueger. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> at least this one, they were a child. They were in seventh grade. So, they're, I mean, they're mostly a child. I mean, okay. Fair enough. And they, you know. Okay. La Llorona in Texas. La Llorona doesn't limit her travels to New Mexico. Seemingly, she follows Hispanic people wherever they go, as evidenced by Pete Sanchez's story about crossing the San Bernard River Bridge in East Bernard, Texas. East Bernard is southwest of Houston in Wharton County. This old community built its first residence around 1850 on the east side of the San Bernard River. Today, the San Bernard Bridge spans the river. Several years ago, Mr. Sanchez was driving along in East Bernard with the radio blaring. As he was crossing the river bridge, he was startled as he looked to the right to see a semi-transparent woman sitting in his passenger seat. Dressed in all black, a lacy black veil covered the spirit's face. Obviously frightened, Sanchez hit the gas hard, speeding past the bridge and not looking back into the passenger seat. It wasn't until he passed the bridge that he found the courage to look again. The spirit had vanished. Mr. Sanchez readily admits that he is still freaked out today by that ghostly image. When Mr. Sanchez uh, read the story about the Garcia brothers encountering a tall woman wearing a black tapalo and a black net over her face who appeared on the wagon seat between them, he obviously saw similarities. So, he knows the story. I mean, this I got this story, obviously, from, like, the web, from a website. So, this person, Mr. Sanchez, he read this article and obviously had the same type of experience as right. the Garcia brothers did. So La Llorona in Mexico. My story of La Llorona takes place in Mexico. When I was eight years old, when my abuelita told me to go to the store to buy soda, this was during the evening as we were getting ready to eat supper. My brother and I left for the store and along the way we heard wailing, but we didn't pay much attention to it. However, as we continued on, we saw a young woman walking towards us. Suddenly, my little brother started to cry, and the woman ran toward him, acting as if she was going to get him. When we saw that she was floating instead of walking, we began to run back to our house and told our grandmother and mom what had happened. We locked the door and started praying to God to help us make La Llorona go away. This was submitted by Daisy Calderon. Daisy is now 12 years old and truly believes that La Llorona is real. I mean, I probably would after that experience. That's a little... I mean, that's fair. That's a little terrifying for an (laughs) 8-year-old. That would mess me up. And kids are more susceptible to spirits. Yeah. Because they are untainted. That's why we will never not have a cat. Because cats can tell. Because they're half in, half out, man. Mm-hmm. They know. It should make you feel better than when Eli sits at the end of the bed and just stares at the doorway. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Leo was so bad about that, especially at my mom's house. Like, he, he'll stare at, like, the corner of a wall yeah, and pretty much, and he'll go like, he'll, he'll, okay. 
I don't know. It's... <clears throat> An attack by the weeping woman. This was submitted by Emily Ortiz. When I was about eight years old, I had just started becoming interested in all things paranormal. I was researching La Llorona when I suddenly heard a noise, so I decided to check it out. Then I heard it again. It sounded like it was coming from the bathroom, so I walked in and stopped at the sink. Then suddenly, my head was pushed into the sink and the water started to run. The sink finally filled all the way, and I was trying to breathe. Then I couldn't breathe anymore. I thought I was going to die of a lack of oxygen. So I screamed and my mom came in. She pulled my head out after a struggle and hugged me tightly. She knew I wouldn't drown myself, so she started thinking, then she froze, and her face turned white. She screamed and almost fainted. I asked her what was wrong, and she said with a stutter, La, la, la Llorona. I don't know if I believe that story, but that's that's just me. Because it's not by a river? No, it's just very coincidental. She was researching La Llorona, and then she came into her bathroom. Maybe she said her name three times in a row. That's Bloody Mary, and that's still not how that works. And Beetlejuice. And a bunch of other ghosts. Ghostess with the mostess. That's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is the best ghost. He literally is the worst ghost. He's my favorite ghost. Come on, you're talking to my guy all wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. No. Yes. (laughs) He's my favorite. Okay. This story was submitted by Reverend Elizabeth Kirkwood. At the age of seven, I attended the new Pajarito School in the South Valley of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I loved attending the Pajarito School, especially when it was time to play outside in the schoolyard. Surrounding the playground was a high fence to keep the children from wandering off. Behind the fence was an irrigation ditch that fed an alfalfa field on the other side of the trench. In the high arid lands surrounding Albuquerque, it seemed like the ditches were everywhere, watering the fields beyond the city. Soon, we met a little boy who was not old enough to attend school. He would often come and play by the fence and watch as the older children frolicked in the schoolyard. But one day, our play was interrupted by a big commotion near the schoolyard fence. We soon discovered that the little boy had fallen into the irrigation ditch as we ran towards the fence. Though one of our teachers pulled the boy from the muddy water and began resuscitation efforts, it was too late. That was the first time I had ever experienced the loss of a friend. The next day at school, one of the children told me La Llorona had gotten the boy. I could only stand there speechless, having never heard of La Llorona. They explained that she was the ditch lady that wandered up and down the ditches looking for children, looking for little kids to steal because her own children had drowned in a terrible accident. That frightened me because two of these muddy trenches were outside my back door. On cloudy days, we could imagine her ascending from the heavens to take her place along the irrigation ditches. I don't think she comes from heaven, but you think what you want to think. Okay, so that's the story of La Llorona and also some possible weird, maybe not even... I don't know. Some experiences of people. Listen, I just found this these stories off of a website, so I don't really know. You can't really trust so, people. the urban legend's neat. Yes. Almost like a Bloody Mary to scare kids, and it was probably just the Hispanic version of it, to keep mm-hmm. kids in line, not to argue with their parents, and right. I'm sure it was a real person. Right. Or she was a real person. Maria. I'm sure bad things happened to her, and I'm sure she did lose her two children. Right. But... The problem is none of it adds up. So, it first starts with she does the rivers. Right. Okay, so they can be any river, ever. Right. Okay. 
Um, then people are seeing that her in her dreams or in their dreams. Mm-hmm. So then she's got Freddy Krueger powers. Oh my god! Um, some people see her nowhere near a river, and then she's trying to lead them to a cliffside to get killed. And he stubbed his toe on a rock and stopped and realized he was at a cliff. That okay? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I gotta say, man, I think it's more of an urban legend than like paranormal ghosts. I mean, it probably is. Like the girl researching the story. I'm researching it and then I almost drowned myself. Right. Like that No, that a, I... That... Mm-mm. I mean... <clears throat> and then her mother sitting there stuttering. That's something out of a movie. Like, I don't... I know. I wasn't there. I've had some paranormal stuff happen and I've never been drowned. I know. And then somebody walking going, La, La, La Llorona. I know. And then like a credit thing kind of fades in. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I know. So some of these stories were a little probably far-fetched. And maybe they were just like that for the website. I don't know. I thought they... And then like with the history of it, it didn't make any sense either. Like she could have drowned her children. She could not have. So then she stopped eating. That's how she got skinny. And then they saw her in a white veil. And then it got tattered. But then it turned into... Or a white gown. And then it got tattered. And now it's pure black and now she has a veil where does she go shopping (laughs) like it just doesn't it doesn't add up i i don't know i mean like all the other all the other paranormal stuff we talk about like the hoosick tunnel yeah all the horrible stuff that happened there if the dude that got sent down into the tunnels was haunting it that would make perfect sense because he had to keep going down there saving them people going yep they're all dead well i guess it's a good thing you weren't here for the big liz and the quilupalik and the Oh, God, what was that other? We did three stories that episode. Those are all urban legends. I mean, urban legend is one thing, but to say La Llorona is real. And an I don't entire... think anybody's saying that she's real. Well, but she's part of Hispanic culture. I feel like she's just like a messed up version of, like, holiday. Elf on a Shelf. Elf on a Shelf is there to keep kids happy during the holidays, and it is what it is. Right. That's like, um, that's also, <clears throat> we did another story of Hugging Molly. Huggin' Molly was the right. same way. She was there to keep kids in line, pretty much. But, I mean, if they just <clears throat> stayed with her two boys drowned, she gets angry if kids disrespect their parents, or if the husband is treating the wife woman wrong. Right. Or the spouse is treating the other spouse wrong or whatever. She gets mad, throws them in there, they drown to death. You know what? I could buy that one. I get that. If that was just, like, the one story, the that, one hypothetical that, right, if situation. That the, if that was the motive, and that's all she did, and that's all she ever did, cool. But now people are seeing her in her dreams, in their houses, camping. Like, I don't... It doesn't make any sense. I hate to burst anybody's bubble. And, I mean, if you disagree, email us. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the whole point. Like, I, 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 I don't... I know some places, obviously, that we talk about... They have some, sometimes they have true crime elements. Sometimes they just have the, well, this might have happened. Then this is why it's haunted type thing. Right, right, right. So I don't, but I don't think, I mean, in all seriousness, like a place that's haunted, it's all like up to your perspective of like, did if you didn't see it, that might mean that you don't believe it. Right. And that's so. Fair. And I'm all for La Llorona to come visit me. That's cool. Okay, she can visit you. Don't bother me. Ain't visiting me. I ain't scared of no ghosts. These colors don't run. What? I'm an American. Oh, my God. 
We don't live near a river. Oh, wait, it doesn't matter. I forgot. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, we have a sink. <laughs> I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to come in there. You're going you're gonna to walk in and be like, oh, my God, Jamie almost drowned. So you're going to go, la, 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 Yorona. Listen, don't make fun of her just in case it was real. It's fine. I don't know. It's all up to whatever you want to believe. I mean, urban legends are urban legends. I mean, there's... I mean, at least the one where the girl saw her in her dream, La Llorona had a rain cloud around her making water. I guess that kind of helps, but it's like, I, I it doesn't, I don't it doesn't know. make any sense. I don't know. So if anybody has any other stories... Or where, like, have you, if you heard anything different than what yeah, we've I mean, talked about? Prove me wrong. That's fine. It's cool. I just, I don't see, the, the logic here doesn't make any sense for me. Yeah. He's too logistical to talk about urban legends. He needs, like, hardcore, real places that real things happened. That or at least continuity. Like, Mothman, always, always continuity. Okay. And on that note, um, we will, I guess, just end. And if you have any, if you... I highly doubt this, but if, you know, if anybody has a personal experience where they thought they saw La Llorona, send it in. We will, you know, we can read it on the next episode. We, we can read it whenever. Yeah, prove me okay. wrong. I'll read it. I ain't scared. Oh, my gosh. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you, and if you have, <laughs> if you know of any other possibilities of where La Llorona came from, or, I mean, even if you didn't experience it and you know somebody who has experienced it, send in there. You know, like my friend possibly saw her here and there. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, let us know. I don't care. We don't get a lot of emails yet still. So, and you can message us anywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Also, though, <laughs> I did want to touch on one thing. YouTube. I'm possibly going to take YouTube down because it is a lot to keep up with. Right. And, um, nobody really does YouTube podcasts anyway. No, nobody, I don't think anybody's really like using it. I mean, if you are, that's fine. You can let me know, but I think I may take it down because I'm not paying for headliner and no watermarks from them because they want an astronomical amount of money. And I'm not, I just don't, I'm not doing that. And I, every time it uploads automatically, I have to go in and then remove the video and re-upload it and it's a pain in the butt so i think i'm just gonna take the youtube down so um just letting you know that now um for the future also my reference for this story was legendofamerica.com and yeah that's pretty much it so you can just let us know if you have an experience or if you know something else about la llorona that we might not know Okay. Other than that, we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Later. Thanks for coming to hang out with us and letting us tell you stories. Don't forget, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at 3AM Tales of Terror. You can find pictures from each episode there as well as our website, 3, the number 3, 3AM Tales of Terror.com. You can also subscribe with your email at our website for updates as well. If you have questions or story ideas for us, you can email us at info at 3amtalesofterror.com. If you want to support us, you can sign up to become part of our Patreon. There you will get ad-free episodes as well as bonus content. We hope you'll join us next week. And And we we hope hope you you are terrified. terrified.